Leader Talk. 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 Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Dawson. Welcome to Leader Talk. This show is proudly brought to you by Brainiac. Each week, we are meeting with incredible leaders from across Australia and around the world to discuss all things leadership and business insights. Each person coming on this show has given up their valuable time for one very clear purpose, to give back to small and medium business owners. Many of us will agree that digital advancement is key to helping improve organizational performance. But at the same time, the introduction of digital innovation requires a strategy and implementation before it can become part of organizational culture. Today, my co-host, CEO of Peerlight, Gus Sarianto and I are fortunate to chat to our guest speaker, Jared Sanfilippo, Managing Director at Burbank Group. Jared is here to share his thoughts on leadership, as well as the importance of investing in digital technology in business. Welcome to the show, Jared. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks, Gus. Welcome, Jared. Thank you for donating your valuable time for our leader talk. No problem at all. Hopefully it's insightful. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Now, we begin each of our shows with two fun questions that we ask our guests. So I'm going to start with your two. What is your favourite dish to cook? Hard question because I'm not much of a cook, um, (laughs) but I like things pretty basic. So... The old spaghetti bolognese, pasta, it's all about the pasta. Make it simple and um, don't get too carried away with the flavours and it, it's, it'll, it'll sing for itself. And your second question, if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? Oh, look, my mind first of all goes to the, the typical Superman and Spider-Man, all those ones, but thinking back and probably bring it in, in line with technology, it's um, – it's probably Inspector Gadget. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's just oh, come from nowhere. Inspector Gadget. Yeah, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, she probably shows my age a little bit, but um, or the era that I was growing up as a kid watching cartoons. But I guess thinking about it, it's it's uh, it's about being an uh, unassuming hero and doesn't take himself too seriously, but there's always got the uh, gadgets or tools to him out of trouble and stays calm. So it's probably a, a lot of things that I'd like to stick to in my own thought patterns. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say it's good to get it. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Now, before we go into the questions, Jared, we're hoping you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I, I, I left high school and um, went to work at Holden as an engineer. So I did a cadetship. As uh, in, in the automotive industry, I got a strong passion for cars. Um, worked there for ten years, but in the background, Dad was building um, the business as we know it today, and um, it kept kept uh, kept me in, connected and always uh, doing things with him after hours or weekends, and just in the car on the phone, and just listening to. So I started to get this interest, and then. Uh, one thing led to another. I finished up at, at working at Holden. I'm probably lucky given it's no longer an industry in Australia anymore in the engineering space um, and probably allows me to, to dabble as a hobby rather than a career in cars. Yeah. And 
so from there from there I moved into to work at, at, at Burbank um, just working around all the different departments and just getting a feel for for how it all works and how it connects and at the same time going to all the senior executive meetings and when dad would meet with politicians to councils to architects to to engineers I was just a tag along just um, learning my way and and department with department it grew under my management and then um, led to be managing director by the time he passed away recently wow, fantastic. a few years ago yeah. fantastic and, and, and Jared for the benefit of the audience as this is streamed all over the world do you mind to share a little bit about Burbank Group for us Sure. So Burbank uh, predominantly is around, based around the property um, development and construction space. So first dad started uh, Burbank with his uh, stepbrother, Eddie. So it was Eddie and Eddie at Burbank. Um, and they they started building homes, we, we, mainly in Victoria. Uh, we, we concentrated on townhouses and then went into to detached housing. Um but dad and, and my uncle, being the entrepreneurs they were, they, they understood that to, to do one part, you needed another, which was land. So we needed to start a land development business, um, getting understanding from a certification requirements for the building industry. We start, started uh, with a plumbing electrical company, so that's a trade business that's within the group now. It then grew into um, finance. Dad's background was in accounting, so we have finance brokering, all again helping um, our customers and other customers, sorry, customers for other requirements but needing mortgages. Um, so there's linking in, in that. My uncle was, as a, was an electrician, so that, that's with the trade side and Dad was the accountant. So the two, two um, spaces there helped grow into that pretty quickly. Um, and then we have a insurance repair. So it's about all about maintenance and repairs and, and, and insurance make safes uh, at Beacon Building Services. And um, well, I try and keep track. We have a self storage business, but that was that. Dad's always had that from the beginning. He's all, even in the background, we had a, we had a self storage depot, um, and we've always we've still got that today. Then more recently is the Digital Minds, which is a software business uh, because we're, we're so closely linked into technology and and requiring so much. Our, our IT department was growing and growing and um, decided to make a business out of it. Wow, fantastic. And don't forget aviation, Burbank aviation. Oh, true. Yes, they're true. They're, that's that's one that I seem to always forget, but it's, it's, more, it's, it's definitely um, a link. I probably justify it with the aspect where it allows you to get from one property to another. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a one-stop right. shop, isn't it? Like it's a diverse group. Is that that, that was the, is that the plan? Is that how yeah. you envisaged it? Like a- I'd like to think it was the plan, but I think it was just natural attrition where, where we you have a need for something, um, and then you get. You, you learn a lot about it and then you go, well, I can do that too. Or, or along that way, you always have that the smarts of people coming along with you and then them growing as well. And as, as the group grew, 
there's a lot of people that have grown within the group and then um, started up to head up those businesses or whatever. So it's 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 about I guess a career path for for some really? as well. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Jared? When I hear the story, success story of Burbank Group, you know, knowing your late father Eddie, you know, everyone only see Burbank today a successful business, diverse, many many different type of business under your group. But at the start, just like our audience, you are a small business. You are starting with Eddie and Eddie, uh, one guy doing the accounting, one guy doing the installation of, uh, you know, uh, building a house and look at you now. So I think taking you on board on this little talk is very meaningful for us because, you know, as a small business, uh, we we need to see this. This is a real story. Not long ago, there is two people. Now you you are one of the largest group in the building and property. So thank you again um, uh, to share your insight. Can't wait to go uh, into it. Well, before we get into no business problem. insights, we do <laughs> have some leadership questions we were hoping you could answer for us. So starting with, you know, as a leader, we'd love to know who you look up to for inspiration or even mentorship. Yeah, that's a, that's a um, interesting one. The, of course, my father was definitely my um, mentor. I, I, I everything that that I learnt in business, um, but even back bringing it back to family, to to relationships, to to just networking. It was, Dad, Dad was very good at that, and um, I, I, I like to think that I learnt most of my skills and knowledge off the back of that. Um, and it was, it was always good because I could rely on him and there was, there was, there was instant trust. I think in, in having a mentorship, you need someone that you can trust uh, explicitly and, and not have them doubt or question that will make you deter your thinking one way or the other. They just, they've got to know each other very well and I think there's no closer relationship than a father-son. But, um, but I've also... Can't forget my mum, who's has that soft, caring, nurturing side, which which um, plays out occasionally too. So my mum's still alive, but um, unfortunately my father's not. So I don't have any individual since since Dad passed away. But um, I, I probably refer to books more now. I, I just get a lot of my knowledge and thoughts and just. Varied knowledge from all different things by, yeah. by reading. Yeah. Can I ask you something, Jared? If you if you look back into you into Eddie, your father, and if you can pick the the top two of the inspiration or learning that you get from him, I have, uh, as you know, I have my uh, personal relationship also, you know, an engagement with him through business in the past, and you know, one thing that I see from him is a simple. A uh, humble person uh, that see things quite simply uh, in in from my lens. Uh, it would be interesting, you know. You are running a complex business. Uh, if you can pick one or two uh, from from his inspiration, what what would be uh, the two that you can share to the world? There would definitely be um, about treating everyone equally. It doesn't matter who you are, where, what position you hold. Where, where you've come from, what you do to get to where you are. It's just about treating everyone equally. And by that, I mean just giving them the time. Like you, we, you can learn so much from 
any any role or any person within the business or who you're talking to, if you sit and listen and, and get take really take the time to because they they sometimes give you the ideas. They're the ones closest to the to the to the action. Um, they're the ones dealing with the, with everything that's going on, and you may not be aware. Uh, so th- there's that, and and being equal in the office too. One of the big things in, in our office is there's no no offices. It's everyone has. Uh, from the father to, to myself to the person next to it, we all have the same desk in the same sort of um, office layout. And a lot of people are surprised by that when they, they join us is that we, it doesn't matter what role you play, you don't have a – there's basically no uh, corner office with, with uh, glass walls. It's, it's everyone who's in open plan, same desk, same chair, same computer. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Adding on that, um, Jared, what would you think are the most important attributes of successful leaders today? Um, a lot of those about self-awareness. It's it's knowing knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, and um, really having those a team around you that can can. Uh, assist and learn from your strengths but also support and, and make your weaknesses shine through as and that's where that teamwork part comes into it um, but I think you, you, you've got to be uh, willing enough to, to have those uh, around you to challenge your thinking and be open to it don't don't just think you have all the answers the, the, the team that you're working with um, Give them an environment or a forum to to challenge your thinking and each other's thinking, of course, respectfully and with, with all that that part plays into it. But not having a, a team of call it yes people that just do it because you said it. You be challenged and keep, keeps you on your toes and makes things continue to to improve and, and they feel part of it. So it's definitely yeah that the, that the I guess the quote of. Um, it's not, it's not a team of champions, it's a champion team. <laughs> that, yeah. sort of, that sort of thing, it's everyone working together with, with the same goal. And if, if the, the leaders today can can have that awareness and um, bring it on, bring everyone along for the journey, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more satisfying Definitely. path. And I think if we, if we bring it back to last week's uh, podcast with, uh, John Anil, the general manager for James Hardy, uh, he said, ability of leaders to create a safe environment where people actually be able to do what you said, Jared, you know, because it's easy to say, but the reality is in many organizations, uh, the intent is right, the safe environment is not available. So people become the yes man instead of the ability to do what you say. And I totally in support as a small business, it's even more challenging because the owner directly dealing with the people that doing the job, uh, you know, it will be very hard to create a safe environment when, you know, you are under pressure from every corner with limited cash and, uh, uh, and, you know, 24 hours running a business. So so I think what you say is absolutely right. 
and that's that's a matter of having a, the, a mixture of people with specified, I guess, specialties, and having every making uh, the team respect that's the expertise of this person and this person, and then relying on that without doubting them or questioning them, or and it's it's a really team team position. It sounds easy, but it's very difficult. And I think the, the leaders that do that uh, definitely build a, a, a growth path a lot quicker. I mean, but having said that, the, the other aspect is um, knowing what levers drive the numbers that you need to pull. So it's it, if you don't know that if you don't know what levers you need or what what levers drive the outcomes, you, you're really flying uh, blind or just yeah. leading the way. So you really need to know what what aspects really drive the outcome that you need, and and um, it, it, they all working together. Yeah. yeah. So I guess then, Jared, in your opinion, what qualities do you think today's leaders uh, can possibly most improve on? Uh well, for for me, it's. it's Technology. I've, I've had some big learnings recently with, with, um, I guess, going down that path where you're thinking just you have IT set up or you have expertise in, in ground. But this, what I want to say next, brings it into just opening up your conversation with many different people. And I, you learn more. I learn more technology from my kids. <laughs> sometimes and, and how that generational uh, gap is they can teach you a lot and 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 really showcase that that tech is driving their world and they are your future customer so uh, you've got to get around their thinking and, and they think different they're ahead of the curve for, for, for many um, as, as little as we think they are so there's, there's a, a lot of qualities that we can really um, look at because that's what that's what's coming coming through very soon um, in regards to the technology now it's it allows you to be more aware of what's happening now in the past without technology it's historical data or it's reports that it becomes old as soon as it's written or as soon as it's finished where Today's technology allows you to be in the now and looking at what's happening today, now, in this minute, last five minutes, last ten minutes, if need be. So um, that's a that's a big aspect of being able to be ready to ready to jump, nimble to move around as quick as you can, because um, as we know, it's a quick. It's a, the world is a quick moving space, uh, so it's definitely something that uh, is is driving things forward but I guess uh, the last component that I would add is don't be scared of adding people that are smarter to, smarter than you and if that's that that can be some a big drive that um, to help the team move forward because if they keep you on your toes they keep and they're making everyone else aware everyone's learning along the way that's where I think that the quality of the, the leaders today can improve uh, in, in what they do. Yeah, and I think connecting to what you said before, the ability of leaders to actually allow the people to have a safe environment to challenge you because the minute you actually go to the technology space, you know, Burbank Group is is very advanced and your investment into technology 
very, very high. Uh, without any doubt, the leaders have to be very open because, you know, I'm running a business too and every technology uh, initiative that we introduce, it will either cost me money, cost disruption of culture, cost this so many things. And if we're not open into this, uh, yes, everything will be okay today, but failing in the upcoming years because the world just moves so fast. So I think, I think, yeah, what you say is very logical uh, around this. Yeah, fantastic. And sorry, were you going to say something, Jared? Look, I no, wanted to touch yep. on the fact of keeping teams motivated. And from your perspective, how do you keep your team motivated in performing, especially now during, say, the uncertain COVID era? How do you keep this motivation going? This is a very difficult one, and it's it's one that that all businesses and all people I don't think have the have the exact answer right now. It's 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 a learning curve for for um, everyone. But I think primarily it still goes back to basics. You you, you need to uh, reward and recognise those that are, that are doing something, getting motivated. Have them understand what's hap- what's happening. Get get teams together. Add a bit of social banter and and um, some fun factor, I guess, along the way. Um, but having that uh, current awareness of where things are really at and where the urgency is can't be mistaken. It can't be all fun factor, social and recognition. It's, I guess it's it's about making. Everyone aware in the business what's going on, so they feel part of it. As soon as you feel part of the team, you'll 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 be, you'll be I guess, performing at your best and, and knowing what you need to do to get to get to play your role to get the job done. Yeah. Um, I think as soon as you, you 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 isolate and the working from home, that whole hybrid environment is making that very challenging. Um, and again, I mean, it probably sounds like we're well, harp on technology. So technology is allowing us to stay connected, and and that that connection, uh, I do I strongly believe that everybody wants to feel part of something, uh, whether it's a football club or a, sorry, a sporting club or a, a a social social club. There's a, there's a common interest. It's about getting those common interests together and sharing that knowledge and, and making them feel part of the team. Have you got anything to add to that, Gaz? Um, uh, in terms of the question, how how do we teams keep motivated? Team motivated? Yeah, how do you do it at Peerlight? Because that's really interesting. Yeah. I think it's a really uh, big. It, it's tough, like you said, Jared. There's not one answer for it. It's yeah. For me, I I agree with Jared. You know, when we uh, the reality is, COVID impact people all over the world. Uh, uh, similarly and with a lot of difficulty for a lot of people. And I, when that happened, I come back to the basics. So I look at, uh, let me just put my doctor hat on. I'm not a doctor, but I really look into this. Uh, people are all made from water. You know, ninety more than 90% of our body is water. And we are impacted by the chemical in our body. And when you talk about motivation, pe- people are all motivated if the four chemicals in the body are fulfilled. Uh, number one is dopamine, oxytocin, endorphin, and serotonin. So let me just go through this because I believe in this. So dopamine is the reward chemical. And in the absence of people wake up in the morning feel, feeling rewarded, 
they can be motivated. And how do you get that? Uh, you can allow your team to have enough time to actually eat. They need to achieve a goal. They need to have a, enough sleep. So as an organization, when we're doing things digitally, your ability to actually create a break, for example, will increase that chemical in their body, for example. Oxytocin, we call it the love hormones. You know, in the absence of people feeling love, uh, no one can be motivated. And how do you get that? Social interaction is out of the door. Well, you need to actually create through digital social interactions. You need to create through digital how people feel that they can be part of something. And then you move to endorphins, which is only appear when you actually doing sports, for example. At my business, we actually provide uh, the whole organization with a free fitness. You know, we hire a fitness company to do it uh, from that purpose. And the last one is serotonin, which is a sun exposure, uh, you know, walking. So we put a very strict of time where they can't have a meeting, for example. Now, this is come back to what Jared's saying. Trying to be a rocket scientist to motivate people during this COVID, very difficult. You have to come back to the basic. The basic is people need to eat, people need to take a shower, people need to have a break, and people need to be feeling connected. And at the moment, advance your digital because without that, you can't feel connected. That's, that's my view. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a big aspect of, I mean, hopefully we're not all going to be working from home forever. Um, so what we've done as well is just really change up the office environment, making things uh, seem a little different when they come back in the door. Yes. So they're more excited to come back with, with different breakout rooms and different areas where um, the reason for them to come back in the future will be around uh, gathering ideas, generation, concept building. And then because there's an element where we've surveyed our staff and all of them say they want a hybrid position. They want to be able to come to work, get that engagement, get that creative thinking, get that shared knowledge, but then go back home to their, to their desk or to their study and, and um, in their own environment that they can wear their pyjamas every day. <laughs> That's actually a good point, Matt, what, what, what Jared yeah. say. Uh, not many, I don't think many organizations actually uh, put an investment to actually prepare the company the and the office for people to come back. So they look forward to come back instead of just looking forward to get the people to come back to work. Jared didn't say that. Jared actually said, we preparing our business so people can have an, uh, you know, a happier feeling in the hybrid situation that's fantastic Jared I learned from that yeah definitely and look being a leader has its challenges so what we'd love to know is what is what do you think is the biggest challenge you have being managing director of Burbank group yeah by far the hardest thing is keeping on top of the um, moving regulations and compliance I mean we have different Business units, uh, yes, I say, say based around property, but each has different regulations to follow. So keeping on top of that is hard. Um, but the, the more difficult and immediate thing on a day-to-day basis is jumping from you get out of one meeting, it's about marketing and sales, jump out, then you go back into then you've got to switch your finance and 
company policies head, head on and then you jump out of there and you jump talk to construction issues or all those sort of things. So it's about being able to switch off and on, change your hat. Um, and we've got a saying in, in, in our business where it's just be careful how you show up <laughs> yes. is, is the phrase um, because you, you've got to be careful that you don't bring the issue from the previous meeting or the, or the stress or, the, or the, the, the thing that's really annoying you into the next room. The mo- how you enter that room and how you come part of that is really wears off on everyone in the room immediately. And um, so that's where we have that saying, be careful how you show up. So it's just so take, take that few seconds if you need just to reset, recharge, change, change your thought, change your hat, put your, take your tie off and put your work boots on, whatever you need to do, and then, and then, I then turn I love it. Up. Be careful how you show up. Is that the phrase? Yeah, I love it. Yes. Simple yeah. yet so true. And now. Yeah, it's. I mean, even if it works from yeah. going home too, you can. You, I don't know. For me, I use the time traveling home to all the calls I didn't meet, I didn't get to make. If you just get off that phone, for me anyway, if I get off that phone call and walk into the house, you got the kids and wife, and and it's you're still thinking about that phone call. It's, it's all about getting yourself. I guess mentally prepared is, is, is what I'm trying to say, but it's just about flicking that switch and being able to quickly adapt to your audience. Fantastic. Now, Gus, I know you want to get into the digital questions. Do you want me to throw over to you? Just Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously uh, today's topic, uh, just to the audience, uh, um, uh, is focusing on the importance of digital advancement. And when I hear this topic, which is you, Jared, very passionate about, uh, representing the small business, the first thing go through my mind is, you know, it's expensive. Anything about digital is expensive. Anything about digital is a disruption because, you know, the installation, the you name it, the process changes. So can you, so I have two questions here. Uh, why digital advancements is matter? If, uh, especially if I'm a, uh, a business, uh, especially when you know, and I'm sure you know, that advancement uh, required investment. Yeah, I guess first of all, my initial thought goes to size doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you are international, well, in my view anyway, worldwide, um, through to a single op- team or two-man two operation, um, start small. Br- bring things on as you need to. Slowly work up to what you need um, because along the, along the lines you'll, you'll realise that some software packages or, or whatever don't do everything that they're meant to do. So you really need to understand what does that technology actually do for your business? How, how does it go? How does it play a part? And um, how, how do you uh, how do you get the most out of it? Because if it's not if it's not saving you time or gaining your productivity, it's it's costing you. Yes. If, if you if you if you have soft, if you have technology in there, which is the most precious thing for for many, is time. 
fitting everything into the in in, in, in what you want to do. You've got to, you've got to find small ways to get that technology in, in, into sorry, not the technology that productivity in place, and it can start small with a simple Excel sheet of planning out your day, or planning out your week, planning out your month. It's about being proactive in that preparation, but knowing what that outcome is really desired for to maximise the use of that technology because it doesn't matter if you go to the other end of the scale and if it's a huge organisation with really fancy, complex software, if it's if it's too complex, people don't use it anyway and then it just becomes a very costly, very costly um, asset to, to maintain, let alone implement, let alone encourage people to use it. So start simple uh, and, and and grow from there as you yeah, need to. This goes, so, so, Jared, are you – sorry, I was just going to say this is just um, confirming everything that Korshaw said. And Korshaw, I think in Episode 7, correct me if I'm wrong, he was saying keep it simple, yeah. you know, pull it back to the basics, and it's exactly what you're just saying now, that simplicity. Yeah. And I think it's led to my next statement and questions uh, as well. I like your angle uh, because, you know, when we talk about digital advancement, uh, as a small business, uh, it means a lot of things. You know, digital advancement on social media to boost my brand, digital advancement to make sure that uh, all the orders and all the uh, takeaway orders, if I'm a if I'm a cafe or if I'm a hardware store, how do I actually keeping track of all my stock? What you're saying is, um, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jared, if you have to choose the digital advancement that you need to pick, because there's a lot of things we can improve, start with the productivity if you are a business. So there, there's different thing, but you will start with anything that can make, make you more productive it will give you extra time to build your business. Am I correct in summarize that? Yeah, that's spot on. That's where exactly what we focus on, bring technology to to allow you to be more productivity with the same resources so then the resources get freed up to be able to be a bit more creative and, and then it builds. It's, a, it's, it's not an overnight process. It's a long journey, but you have to be committed to it. Yeah. And when you look because as soon as you start, start stopping and changing and jumping from one yeah. technology to another, to people go, yeah. oh, here we go again. They got to really, you got to really be committed to, and understand what that that gain is. So, it's like in, in property, the money's in the buying, not the selling. Yeah. In, in technology, it's about delivering, knowing what the software actually is going to do, and make if it's simple enough to use. Everybody jumps on board because they go, "Oh, that, that's that's going to help me." Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, now. Oh, I had yeah, a question, question that I was going to ask, but if you're still going on, yeah. I was like, "No, no." We we discussed previously about keeping the importance of keeping staff motivated, you know, during something like COVID. What about keeping them engaged with digital platforms? Like that's another level. How do you actually keep them engaged and not say, "Oh, no, this is just another you know another piece of." Uh, a digital piece that I need to learn again. Yeah, I mean, for, for us, we, we, we will never just implement something. Uh, we will get, we'll get a, a people from different areas of the business, 
trial it, test it out, see what they think, um, and get them engaged. Because once they've, you only need one, two, or three people in the business that they can, that people know you can go to, mm-hmm. and um, that they re- respect and trust that, that that they know what they're talking about. Then then it, it quickly filtrates through the business. Um, and everybody jumps on board because they start feeling this FOMO, I guess, of, oh, I'm, I'm missing out or or um, they, they, they've got more time to do something else because they haven't had to use the, the old way of doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when, when obviously there is, a, you know, you can prepare a lot of things and people are, you know, some people will be motivated, but in every process, when you introduce digital advancement, there is that heavy lifting, right? Would you mind to share, though, uh, similarly, what do you do if you see people that is not quickly buying into that and, you know, dragging that process? What, what, what's your message to, to business owners when, uh, you know, there is clearly, there is no advancement or changing in technology where 100% of the people will just jump and take it because it's actually difficult. We we as a business, for example, just implement SAP last year. Now it's become uh, normal. But I remember throughout that process, there's a, you know, a percentage of the, the team that is just so, you know, it's difficult. And uh, in your, how do you yeah. bring that for the, for the, the yeah, for the group? That is- I could probably answer that that one around um, something that we did when when we oh, a couple of years ago we moved our construction team to a, a tablet where they were ordering things digitally on from one to set up the next requirement and next purchase order that needs to be sent out for construction we we targeted the, the ones that would that one person who we knew would, would, would struggle with going from uh, pen and paper to a tablet and we concentrated on making him really understand it and he became he became the the I guess the, the person that everyone laughed at of oh, you won't be able to pick up this to the to the to the head person leading and becoming their referral point for others saying how do you do this it made him feel good it, it, it gave it Putting, it made him uh, say, sorry, it made other people say, oh, if he can do it, I'll do it. it, it all those things. So it's about, for us, it's about getting one person and, and, and making them the hero, if you like, of, of, uh, the unexpected hero on, on, on the technology because he was definitely scared of turning a computer on and now he's leading the way on what to do in that tech and everyone follow, everyone's followed very quickly after that. Uh, this is what I love so much, right? Hearing this, yes. Matt, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, yes, there is a implementation, but through your leadership, Jared, you have clearly demonstrated that you don't left behind the people that might have problem with it or struggle with it. You actually invest more. And I think the message that go through uh, any business owner in the process of implementing technologies, accept the fact that there's people that can be very quick accepting this and there's people that is struggling, invest equally to help those people that struggling. Yeah. Instead of just quickly yeah. saying, oh, you, you're just not good enough. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that do that. I'm sure. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's it. You know those who are going to pick it up and, and run with it. They're, they're, they're already converted. You have to convert the ones that are negative towards it. Or, and most of the time it's not negative. It's just they're scared of change, and as most people are. So it's about bringing them on that change journey and making them feel comfortable and confident with that, with that yeah. space. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and, you know, it reminds me of uh, um, an ambassador. There's a lot of employee ambassador programs where, you know, they're uh, the face, a group of staff are selected to be the, um, you know, vocal on social media. It's like doing the same thing but internally, like flipping it and getting those people to be the brand ambassadors for this specific new digital piece. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm understanding. And it's yep. such a powerful message. Yeah, it's, it's I guess naturally people want to um, want to change if they see a benefit yeah, for it. Definitely. Yeah. I was going to say, look, investing in digital advancement, we all know, can be costly. So how, what, in your opinion, how do you actually manage the cost and then monitor the outcome to see whether it's worth it? Yeah, it's all back down to that start small. Um, a lot of a lot of technology can have a, a capped fee, or so you, you can control how much you want to, I guess, dip your water, dip your toe into the water. Um, like, if it, just as an example, if we use. Uh, what I think is a big digital invent- advancement is that web- your website. Website is not just a, another ver- digital version of a corporate profile. There's a lot that sits behind the website. You can invest a little in that search engine optimization, or you can invest a lot. Um, and it's until you start simple, start slow, understand the, the, what that that actually driving. And what benefit it's making, yeah. and then grow with it, and 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 you'll start to invest more and more. And and if you don't see the results, you can instantly stop. You can change path, and you can go somewhere else, get get some other uh, software, or, or it's it's not you're not you're not trapped by it. The beauty is you know now whether it's working. The hard part is working out what what levers. You, you, or what 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 levers you're 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 working on to, to drive that end number that you need? Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I be uh, animatic uh, around this, Jared? I want to represent a very uh, maybe a small group of a small business or medium business that really against on digital advancement. So I just want to you know for just for the sake of the conversation, I want to be the devil advocate and. You know, and I want to say this to you. Hey, Jared, you you run a very large business. Uh, your business are diverse from aviation to buildings to contracting. I'm a small business with three people. You know, I'm a electrician. I don't have money uh, to invest in digital. You know, uh, I don't even have money uh, to actually have, uh, you know, an iPad, for example. What do you say to me? As, as you are our teacher today around this, if you see a person like me that basically said to you, you know what, I know, but 
you know, I'm happy with pen and paper. I'm happy with uh, uh, doing it manually today. Yeah, I would say, Gus, we started with one or two people as well. <laughs> we, we, were in your, we were in your shoes. Yeah. Um, and it's about priorities. You don't, you don't need to, you don't, you don't need to put a resource on or, or a expertise or a, a, a software or a hardware that, 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 that does it straight away. It's about allocating your, your time, understanding where your time is, is needed to be spent to maximize the outcome. And if that's one hour a day, you think about IT, versus no time, that's an investment in that space and it'll grow over time. It starts small. I mean, it's just similar to what we've been talking about really is if, if you don't focus on it, it, it won't happen. Yeah. And the scary part is the person that you're competing with, I'm sure they've, they've got an element of it that they're focusing on. If you don't focus on it even a little bit, you're, you're being left behind. Thank you for that. I think I'm sharing a similar thought with you around this. I think when we talk about advancement, digital, I mean, look at this little talk, for example, you know, this is not by any way uh, expensive uh, initiative. Like, I mean, I just can't, move the laptop to the left, where if I move to the laptop to the left as I'm working from home, you actually see my bed <laughs> beside <laughs> me. And, you know, and in the last three months, this program reached out the world. We got contacts from yes. different continents uh, because of this program. And I, I agree with you. I think it's not so much about looking the big company, uh, in this case, looking at Burbank with all the safety measured digital advancement, and then come back to me and saying, I can't be that. But what you're saying, just to for the interest of the audience, is improve every day. Focus on what you can improve on your digital to reach your productivity, even if it's mean, from pen and pencil to Excel, and then from Excel to more automated. And then once that happens, you can always grow, grow, grow as your business grow as you have time through the through the technology advancement. Yeah, I mean, I, I always look at businesses that are bigger than than, than us and use that as examples or, or leading way. And so you can't just get there overnight you, or, you, or, or if they are doing it, there must be a reason why. You just don't know the reason why. So you've got to work out why are they doing it. Um, and if the, if the argument comes back to you, oh, yeah, but they're, got, they're bigger, so they've got more money to, to spend in, in that space, the reality is <laughs> they've just got a more complex uh, process to run through to re and to, it's got to reach more people and it's got to deliver to more people and they're using software software and, and, and that is ultra expensive. That comes at a cost and if you're not if you're wasting you're wasting that cost you're you're not advancing or you're so whether you're a two-man person or an international, thousands of people, that, that there is still uh, IT waste. And you can't get trapped in that waste space because it's so easy to go down that path. Yeah. It's so easy to get trapped into, 
oh, but it's going to work. It's going to work. Just, you, you've just got to be really um, start slow, but if it's not working, finish it quickly. Yeah. Are there any specific, Jared, are there any specific digital advancements that you would recommend for business owners today? That would actually be that you need to do this, whether it's like an online presence or, you know, it seems like COVID's kind of pushed it. You know, you do need some sort of online presence regardless of who you are. Are there any digital advancements like that that you would say this is a must-have for that small or medium business owner that's listening in? There's two aspects. If it's that brand awareness, um, it's utilising the platforms that, that your audience is is listening to, and sometimes you'd be surprised um, where the likes of what your kids use, being Snapchat and WeChat, and um, where two years ago or six months ago you would have thought that's that's can't be useful to me, and then you're, you talk with your kids and they say, "Oh, Dad, I saw this on on there. Is that is that?" They are so uh, brand conscious, so you've got to really, really protect that. Um, so that social aspect, social media aspect is, is very important. But then I guess from the productivity side of things, if, if, you're not, if you have a product to sell and you're not moving, in my view, if you're not moving your business to be able to sell your product online, then you'll you'll fall behind. But, I mean, and how I put that is we uh, if you go online and you buy a car, you can you can you can choose down to the wheel the wheels to the paint colour. You, you do all your research. You're 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 bringing you're bringing the the uh, your your business to their home rather than having your shop front or your your business and trying to attract them from their home while they're arguably working at home or, or, or at home when you're closed, they're doing their research. So they're, they're, they're really getting to know. Sometimes they know more about the product than the, than the, than the person selling it in the business, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing, but from the good side of it is they know what they want. Most people know what they want, and if you give them your – website and online aspect, which they are able to do their own research, do their own um, look at what what is important to them, then they come to you. Your times that you don't have to convince them, they're already convinced. Everything's in – the sell is easier if you've done the upfront work to to get them in the door in the first place. Yeah. So that online presence is is an online the ability to buy online is 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 growing. I mean, you just have a look at um, the parcel deliveries in Australia. It's it's getting slower and slower. More and more people are buying online. Um, of course, you can't buy a house and get that delivered, but but um, you can you can yeah go into that virtual reality space and and get a feel for what what it is and. Basically, bring your products to their to their to their lounge room, rather than trying to attract them to your shop. Is our is is our sort of 
uh, direction that we're heading. Can I also ask, um, uh, you know, obviously uh, you are passionate about digital. Uh, that's why you share this insight to the world. Uh, can you share uh, the, the, the digital transformation that you are very proud that currently happened or just happened or happened in the past with Burbank uh, so we can see the context of your business and the advancement of digital, whether it's through safety, social, uh, or, you know, or something simple like bringing the, uh, uh, the you know, the people who actually uh, managing the, the job on site uh, can put a lot of orders through the iPad, for example. Is there anything you can share, the top, top, top digital investment that you've done in your business just to... Yeah, there's, there's probably, there's two, just to go on further of what I was saying about uh, in, in our space, you, you, you can't go online and select exactly what you want from a home and then have a um, contract delivered to your door to, to, to us. So we've worked very hard in bringing, um, instead of building lots of display homes around the country, we've, there's a lot of VR technology which we, we're launching very soon that will allow you to walk through the, walk through the home in a VR context in your own lounge room. So that's where I was referring to before. That's that sale up front, instantly change. I want to change that. I don't like, I like the house, but I don't like that kitchen. Flick through all the kitchen options, visually see it, change the color of the, of the walls, top, uh, cupboards, tap tap on the bench. All the things will be able to be selected. So from a sale up front perspective, that's there. The productivity and the time-saving side is we've, we've worked around a customer journey uh, aspect and making sure that, that again, it's all about creating something that allows the customer to do it in their time. Previously, it's between nine and five. You've got a, you've got a question about the house. They, they, work, they only have to call the office between nine and five. Now they have a digital engagement platform called My Place where they, where they log in. They've got a, most people are showing their friends or, or discussing it with their partner about changes that are happening. They can instantly email, question, go on our website, um, and and get the engagement and their answer now because they don't want to wait till nine o'clock tomorrow morning to, to get the answer. Um, there's that. There's technology that we're allowing our construction team to basically take photos and share with with the customer what what the productivity that that's been had, so they don't have to get out in the car and drive to the site. It's all, it's all about yeah. bringing. I think uh, there is a connection problem with Jared, Matt, right? On yeah, the... I think there is a slight connection issue. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we can still hear you. Sorry, there is a huge storm here in Sydney, so if anyone can hear it um, in the background, we've got <laughs> lightning, thunder, possibly <laughs> hail, but I'm not looking out. <laughs> Could be that. Sorry, Jared. You were saying the other initiative? Yeah, just it's, it's just about making the um, customer interact with your business when it suits them, not when you're ready to open the door. Fantastic. So anytime, 
it is it's all about that simplicity for the customer when they want it how they want it and delivering it that way and none of yep. these these are all still in development is that correct oh no a lot of that's um in track oh, wait there. out there for us we're using um, in terms of that customer contacts aspect from the vr and uh visualization we'll launch that next month so that that's definitely uh, uh something that we're going to be releasing very soon uh then yeah so it's it's, it's about the customer journey and and having that contact or and, but it's also in terms of the construction side of things it's actually made um you know, it's it's saved the phone call so yeah. the, the next nine, nine to five the next day instead of our staff answering calls it's already been dealt with digitally so they can just continue to move on their path or the supervisor that's building the home is, is, is feeding the information proactively so that they, they don't have to ring up to find out where, 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 where things are at. It's instantly shown and, and, and um, the customer knows where things are at, almost preempting what they're going to want to know and feeding that to them so that it saves you time and productivity the next day to continue on That's the next fantastic. thing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Gus, I'm looking at the time and I know you like to do a wrap up uh, after each show. So I'll yeah. hand it yeah. over to you. Thank you. So Jared, once again, thank you so much for uh, donating your valuable time. Uh, you know, I have a personal um, uh, interest in your business, you know, in my previous work, uh, we service your business dealing with you and your your dad, Eddie, um, you know, respectful business, a lot of learning that we can take. Uh, from today's session, I think if we look at your message on leadership, uh, the one thing that really stuck with me equally to what we discussed last week, the ability of leader to create a safe environment so the leaders can actually equally get the uh, strength and the weaknesses openly because, you know, in the absence of understanding our improvement potential, we can grow. So what you said is keep building that culture where the people can actually come to you and say, hey, I think we can do it better this way without people worry. It's number one. Uh, number two, on the leadership front as well, the things that really uh, capture me is when you say that everyone are equal. And I think this is easy to say. Uh, I witnessed many business that want to do that, but it's very difficult. You know, when you say every desk, every room, every equipment, uh, you know, we make it similar to access because we want to be equal. Uh, that's fantastic. That's what I take. From the digital advancement, the one thing that uh, I learned as well and that I think a lot of people can learn, do not focus on uh, the hysteria of what people try to do with digital but focus on the productivity of your business and focus on your customer journey, wherever you are. So just because everyone moved to, uh, I try to be animatic, just because everyone tried to move to SAP, that's not necessarily that your business need to spend millions of dollars, uh, even though our business go there uh, last year. Uh, what you're saying is, come back to the core, look at the productivity, Focus on what you need. And if what you need is simple, buy the program that is cost-effective, manage the productivity, and then make sure while you do this, 
it's not all about you. You are in the business to service a customer that your customer experience have to be looked at. That's what I learned uh, from you, Jared. Um, um, I hope that's accurate of what you're pre uh, presenting today. Yeah, look, it definitely is. It's, it, we have a simple saying, you don't need the Ferrari to get to go do your grocery shopping. I love that. Technology is the same thing. I love it. That's <laughs> such a great way to end it. <laughs> so, yeah. Even though I actually want to drive a Ferrari to Coles, by the way, Jared. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Jared. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. For more information on Leader Talk or for some great information to help your business grow, check out brainiac.com.au. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Leader Talk. 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 Leader Talk.